All right. Welcome back to another episode of Doggin' and Molina. I got to tell you that intro video is looking good, even with the Taylor Swift tunes on the front end. I don't know. Sounds like Taylor Swift. I don't know. I, is thought, that he, I thought he went to like, no, I thought he went to like, got a local garage band to do a little intro for him. I knew Mike would appreciate it because Mike's like a music aficionado. If, if y'all guys don't know that, Mike's the guy who will go to a concert by himself. That's Mike. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. You know? I don't know. So I knew I knew of everyone Mike would appreciate it. But the ending is still <laughs> – I grew up with uh, 80s R&B and some gangster rap. So yeah, I was I using really like that that website and Maybe I was like we trying to find off, something. We went punk I, in the 80s. We, we did everything. Man. We, we no way, Mike. No way you were listening to punk rock in the 80s, Mike. I saw the Ramones in 1981. Did you? At CBGB's, Mike? Is that what no, you saw? No, I did not go to CBGB's. We saw them in Chicago a couple times. That's well, probably three, epic. probably four or five times. Really? But uh, and then we'd go the next day and go see the Almond Brothers or something. You know, like that's a that's an interesting. interesting <laughs> what's the best? Day. What's the best concert you ever been to, Panoza? The best see, concert is, I've ever been to. This is why you're I the goat, say, Mike. I would say it was. I was in New Orleans, and the Armory in New Orleans was not a huge place, and saw BB um, King and Al Green. Oh, that's pretty sweet, man. That was that was pretty top. That was pretty top notch. Yeah. Did you still dress like a like a nerd when you went to go see the Ramones? Is what I want to know. <laughs> no, no. We we the first. I, or did you have the leather jacket and the studs? We did have the leather and... jacket. Well, we didn't have the studs. We had the leather yeah. jackets. First time we went to a punk show, we actually went in Milwaukee, and this was probably like seventy eight or seventy nine. Oh, right, and, right, in the thick uh, of we it. Just, right in the thick we of just it. went in there and just started throwing ourselves around the dance floor because that's when slam dancing yeah. was the whole thing. Mosh just, like, pit. yeah. Everybody just like run into each other and bounce off each other. My my buddy took a running start at someone and just basically decked him. Yeah. And the guy got up and he looked at him and at first he looked like he wanted to fight and then all of a sudden he like started shaking his head and he was like, damn. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, okay, this enough. is for us. Mike's tall enough where Mike was the guy where I would see him in the crowd and I'd run and jump and use his shoulders to, <laughs> to pogo right off the guy. Because you were the guy with height that I wanted to use for leverage, Mike. You That's were that crazy. guy if I saw you out there. Hey, I went Plus, to see you. You're skinny enough where I wasn't worried about getting in a fight. You know? We're eventually going to get the pool, but I got to tell yes. you guys, one time I saw uh, Biohazard. Uh, at Hammerjacks what? in Baltimore. Yeah. And, and I was, how did you I was get lost in there, Joe? It was insane. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> that does not seem like your cup of tea at all, Joe. Hey, I have a very uh, diverse range of music that I follow. You should. Everybody should. Yeah. Like I've, I've seen Janet Jackson in concert, Billy Joel. Well, I draw the line at that, yeah. but that's all right. You don't go to Janet Jackson? <laughs> no, that was a I'm great concert. Great concert. Everybody put, you know, good live music is. People put on good shows. There's not too right. many times you go to a show and say, you can go to Vegas and see Celine Dion or Barry Manilow and say, you know what? I don't like their music, but they put on a really good show. Yeah. And most, you know, most, most good concerts are, you know, it's, it's, it's a good show. I, I just like the music. Can appreciate it for what it is, the entertainment. Yep. Boys, you want to talk about pool? This is kind of a pool uh, show. I don't know. This is kind of, this is a lot better than pool actually today. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> Well, hey, we got the Hanoi Open going going on. It went down from 62 down to 16. And 64, so, I'm sorry, I said 62. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you did. I've never Real seen format. a 62-man bracket. Two players. That would be cool. Yeah. <laughs> 64 players down to 16. And uh, some really interesting matchups. I think we're going to take you guys through that. Um, before we get going, any thoughts so far on 
just the tournament in general. I've seen a lot of interviews with a lot of sweaty people. It appears to be pretty hot over there. Uh, We've heard some players kind of mention it. I I don't know how much you can do about that in that climate, right? It's always going to be hot and sticky there. So, uh, And, and, you know, we talked about this a little bit yesterday. Is it something that you want to correct and make every event, you know, the exact same – you know, humidity, temperature, uh, you know, heat the tables. Is Go that ask Don Mills that question. Or do you want to um, have it where, listen, we're not changing this stuff on purpose, but you play in, in Asia, it's probably going to be a little hot and humid. It's going to affect yeah. the conditions. You know, we talked about it yesterday, tennis, baseball, you know, these are all outdoor sports, but they don't try to regulate the condition, Right football fields yeah. it can be 20 degrees below it can have rained like hell the whole game yeah. uh, you just got to deal with it and and some sometimes you're going to get a bad break out of the conditions but that's that's part of the game well look at just the football game last night right you're playing in denver with altitude and wind right no so, that's I thought that I, was in kansas city that was in denver it was in kansas city uh yeah. but but you know it could saying, be in you know, the, mike the was too stopped. busy watching taylor swift in the box yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Raymond says the World Snooker no, Tour doesn't listen, deal with that. And that doesn't surprise me that the snooker players, you know, they're kind of, you know, they wear bow ties and shit. So they, <laughs> they can't, they're not allowed to sweat. Hey, listen, so they get Paul, like really Paul uppity. Paul could use some bow ties, Mike, in some class. <laughs> and I was never that just cook kind of guy, but, you know, they could use some bow ties in it. You know, I wouldn't mind. Yeah, they, I don't know. I Like Fat said, bow tie and a pool player is like whipped cream on a hot dog. Um, well, one thing that Raymond brought up when we did our Patreon video, by the way, guys, if you're not following us on Patreon, it's patreon.com slash it. We do some exclusive content over there. And I brought Raymond in and we talked for about, I don't know, 30, 40 minutes about the conditions at the U.S. Open. And the thing that he mentioned was, you know, not really from tournament to tournament, talking about the conditions in Hanoi I mean, compared to the yeah. U.S. Open, but the, tor- the conditions from the feature tables to the outside tables. And he talked about how I played completely different. Um, you know, so, so that's an interesting angle too, to kind of look at with these tournaments, you get under that feature table, you got the lights drying everything out. And especially if you have weather and you're in a certain part of the world or a certain part of the country, you got a lot of humidity affecting those outside tables. Um, so just some things that you on there that are kind of interesting. Well, you know, even, even with world snooker tour, I mean, there's gotta be a difference between the outside tables and the arena table between television and things like that. Right. I think because the slate is heated. I think it kind of brings a more consistent. Uh, it's probably more consistent. And I can go either way. I mean, if they want to regulate it, you know, go right ahead. If, if you don't, I mean, look, look there's certain things that just should be automatic. Air conditioning in 23 should be automatic. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, just I live in the land of humidity, right? Like, I live in South Texas on the Gulf. We know how hot summers are. I can only imagine how it is out there. You don't want to be like, you don't want to be down in the ball when you got the beat of sweat coming down here, you know, and then all it does is put you more on tilt and annoyed. And, you know, I can only imagine it smells pretty ripe in that arena. Filipino, if that's how it is. Filipinos you know? have, have shot so. pretty good rotation for a lot of years playing in that <laughs> stuff. And none of those pool rooms there have air conditioning. So. Serious question. Serious question. We had the issue at the U S open with the shirt foul. What happens uh, if a bead of your sweat drops on a ball? Act of God. but you know what i mean like a shirt touching a shirt a loose shirt hanging down and touching a ball is not going to move that ball or affect that ball in any way but a drop of sweat could 
I, I did see Neil's post about, you know. I didn't see it. Uh, well, he talked about it. It's, it's, you know, it's it's not right that they play and then, you know, uh, soaking wet buckets, whatever. I, I don't know. Neil I, said that? There's, yeah. And there's Neil's lost, you know, with a chance to win at the end. So that that's usually when you get those kind of responses. But, um, you know, it, I, I get it. It could be more uniform it would be nice the players would you know have left they, they'd still find something to bitch about anyways but um... no no not full players <laughs> not full players mike say it ain't so i i i i get the idea for sure you know and there's an argument to be had there i think players... I like a home i like a home field advantage i mean although you know you say yes, the reason the age guys in third world country could play conditions you look at the final 16 it's 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 eight europeans guys so they managed to fight their way through it yeah this uh, well, finally okay as we transition to this this finally looked like the tournament where maybe the americans had a chance of getting deep we had quite a few oh, players that were in the 64 hey, here we go mike, mike last american standing mike mike how's that over <laughs> how's how's that over under mike how's that over under looking mike laid the line at what was it three and a half american it was supposed two. to be two and a half i misspoke but i i was i was laying a lot because i said three guys would make it so the snap, line would have been two him. and a half he, he said three guys would make what the final yeah. 16. i said three americans would win two matches should have been two i mean shane i don't know how to but be on we'll talk about that there. later but i thought that yeah. one of the other guys would come through with a second win it was yeah. almost Shane, and we're going to get to that match here in a minute. But because uh, yeah. that ending was that, well, that whole match was pretty had my head scratching, and I was texting Mike, and you know, one of us were just looking for updates. And all of a sudden, we saw the end, and it was. But <laughs> the ending of the match, yeah, was a little wild. Uh, yeah. Let's go through today's matches, though, boys. All right, yeah, let's yeah. bring them up. All right, let's start with the morning. The big match on deck: Francisco Sanchez Ruiz, world number one. Uh, facing off against former U.S. Open winner, former world champion, and Carlo Beato. 10-6 scoreline. I was I was counting sheep at that time. I did not get to watch it, but uh, pretty pretty big win if you're Francisco and uh, hitting the right gear at the right time of year. Yeah, we saw we saw Francisco. Uh, you know, at the U.S. Open, he had some good matches, but I think underachieved a little bit to his standard. And it looks like he's back now and he's clicking on all cylinders, you know, beating Carlo in the round of 64 is a huge win right there. And obviously you see up on the screen what he did to Ralph in the next round. So uh, I like uh, FSR to be a favorite from here to get to the finals. Yeah. Well, I, yeah, I have to look and see where he's at in the bracket. So, so you're saying he beats Carlo, and then you like him to win against Sanjin, basically is what you're saying. That's pretty bold. bold <laughs> well, uh, Sanjin's knocking bold off reach, good players himself. Bold reach there. No, I mean that. <laughs> well, that even makes, beyond that, even beyond that, you're looking at the winner of Feliciano and Ahmad Talik. Well, it so just shows you gotta like, like where he's at. You know, pool's very, you know, what have you done for me lately? And it changes from, you yeah, know, event to event. Tournament. And in this yeah. case, it's tournament, tournament, week to week, right, Mike? So, uh, big win for Francisco when, you know, he's coming off that injury at the U.S. Open, really showing his form. Um, you know, Mike, what's your thoughts on on that Carlo win and, and how he followed that up? Francisco? Yeah. Yeah, well, I've, you know, he, he needs, you know, I think that he's looking to have a big performance. You know, he's been, it's, it's certainly not been last year's uh francisco i think he would admit that but that's a hard act to follow up so i just think he's trying to get his confidence back and and uh 
that swagger back and and it looks through these first two matches in single elimination like he's he's got himself in a, a pretty good rhythm. So we'll see how that is going forward. Sandals, you know, tough, tough character. With each of these events going forward for FSR, I think it becomes more and more important for him to get a win or a finals, you know, so that way he's not questioning himself because he was at the very top of pool, right? And so he doesn't want to kind of lose that and slip back down. So I know he's probably putting extra pressure on himself to say, hey, I need to get one of these or I need to get yeah. in the finals of one of these because the more this starts happening where he gets to the final 16 and then kind of gets <laughs> knocked out, you know, he might start doubting himself. He's so, got to get one another one of these big wins if he wants to be in the Hall of Fame discussion, right, Mike? Oh, give me a f- <laughs> I'm, about to, I'm about to go stone cold off two minutes into the show because Mike's just trying. Like, this is what Mike does. Mike tries to WPA me, you know, right away and, and <laughs> talk about the Hall of Fame with Francisco. It's now I a digress. verb. Yeah. We're now um, using WPA as a verb. <laughs> yeah, in this instance. I got WPA'd. Uh, down below, Naoki Oi beats uh, Amio Lenore 10-9 in the Hill Hill battle. Uh, Alexa losing in surprising fashion 10-8 to Sanjin. We were all very high on the Alexa stock yeah. coming into it. A uh, bit of a grudge match there with his buddy. You know, obviously they're really good friends. They travel together. Um, pretty heartbreaking just considering that. And there was two guys that me and Mike talked about yesterday just as far as having really big opportunities to make a wave on the European side. One of them was Alexa, kind of a bit of a letdown here, um, losing in the round of 64. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think Alexa's probably pretty disappointed right now. He had an opportunity to get deep into this event and uh, gobble up some points for Moscone Cup and maybe even slip into that third spot, I think, right? He was yeah. he would have had a pretty deep run, yeah. but he was yeah, yeah, he was he was knocking, you know, he was he was in the conversation. With the form that we saw him playing in uh, at, at the US Open. Uh, it, yeah, it's surprising to see him lose here, but Sanjin is definitely a capable player, uh, knocks him off and then goes on to beat Oi for good measure to face off against FSR. I think wasn't Sanjin the player that BJ made the post about in terms of like sanding down his shaft, cleaning his shaft between times. every single shot and playing yeah. really slow. So we'll see in the later stages of the tournament. BJ was complaining about someone. Yeah, it happens. So we'll see, like, as the later stages of this tournament. Throwing a stall on him in a gambling match in North Carolina. Yeah, good. The pressure gets amped up. The shot clock comes into effect. Will that affect Sanjin's play? Will we play a little different? But uh, we'll see. Uh, So far, so good. Big win for Sanjin. He was someone that we were real high on coming into the year. You know, this time last year, he was one of the few Europeans we were were talking about in that same breath as a victor and – just these guys that we think, okay, they're on the cusp, they're ready to explode, um, and then really kind of showing at the end of the year, hey, he's not gone, he's not gone anywhere, although he was a little bit for six months, um, but you know, really hitting a nice gear at the right time. I don't know where he is on standings, Mike, and if he even has like the outside of outside of shots to, um, you know, get an automatic or put himself back in contention what's, with a deep what's, run. What's top prize here? Is top it, prize uh, forty maybe? Forty? I'm not 30, sure. Forty. Let me see. It. Let me see. There's Stand three by. of us here. Some of us should have done some homework here. You uh, would top think, prize right? is thirty grand. Yeah, thirty so grand. I yeah, I don't think I'm not sure. Top prize gets him there with Jason already this deep. Yeah, Joel and Jason's still on, you know going on himself. By the yeah. way, how do we overlook that Ralph Suke match? I mean, talk about talk about epic, man. How do you beat? How do you beat Anton? He's got to be at least twice well, we as mentioned, age. We mentioned that, you know, Ralph is, you know, is, is 
ageless and playing great this year, but we both picked Raga to win the match. Uh, so, you know, was I going to go out and pick Ralph? Okay. No, not unless I was going to really go for an upset, but am I surprised that he was able to hold up with someone like that? No. I mean, Isn't Ralph, this Ralph. the event that Billy was up eight to one on Raga and Raga came back to beat him? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, maybe Raga didn't have his best stuff this tournament, you know, no disrespect to Billy or Ralph. Uh, but, um, you know, you didn't expect that scoreline for sure. No. I mean, after the last two matches or really tournaments, we've seen of Ralph kind of beating bigger names that we were both surprised. One in Anton, the other one in Albin Ocean at the U.S. Open. You know, this this format, I feel like, uh, uh, suits him with, without going to Joey Ryan on you, you know, because he doesn't make a whole lot of mistakes. He plays the game real simple, you know, doesn't shoot the wrong shots and, uh, you know, just – plays it to where the pocket's going to go and take it every time. He's never trying to power or overdo anything. Um, but massive wins, man. He seems like he's got that break dialed down, dialed in uh, event to event. Massive win for Ralph. And who knows, man, could the old man go and make another run at the Moscone Cup? You never know. No, but this looks like a classic no. case. <laughs> this, looks like, this looks like a classic case of the letdown match, right? He has that huge win over Raga well, 10 and then zero, yeah. throws up the goose egg in the next round. You know, sometimes you expend everything you have to get through a match, and then the next match you just got nothing. And that's appears to be what happened there in that matchup against FSR. We're going to go through the round of 16 here in a little bit, but we'll keep on cruising along through the round of 32 and 64. Moving along to this uh, next area, boys. Uh, uh, Joe, you want to go ahead? Yeah, I mean, I, you know, Michael Feliciano, I believe he finished second in the Perry Open and looks like he is playing in great form, <sighs> cruises through 10-4, 10-7 over Jeff DeLuna. Uh, I'm not too familiar with Ahmed Tafik, I have to be honest with you. Um but, you know, hey, I, I got to pick Feliciano here to win that match and create an intriguing matchup there with the winner of Sanjin and FSR, probably FSR. Uh, that would be a good matchup there with a good young Filipino player against a good young European player, whoever it is. Right. You know, Mike, is 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 uh, Ahmed like the, the Cinderella in the NCAA? Like, you see the one busting up everyone's brackets here? Because I've never heard of the dude. <laughs> I couldn't point I him out in a lineup, you, right? He's like the division four who just happens to win, you know, two or three rounds in the big dance, and all of a sudden yeah. he just keep on going. I mean, this yeah. is this is crazy. Yeah, it is. You know? where, where is he from? No uh, idea what that flag is. Uh, let's see. Joey? I'm looking. All right, someone's going to jump in online real quick and tell yeah, us. I guarantee you, nobody knows one. where that flag is. No one in our chat knows <laughs> where that flag is. And Joey's the geography man. I have we a geography degree. Hold on. Oh, Brunel. Ah, okay. Brunei. 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 Wow. Brunei? Brunei? Brunei. Oh, Brunei. Excuse me. Wow, yeah, we got some good guys Brunei. in the chat here. You know? Yeah. These guys are. We, like, we got an opening on the show because one of these two is going to get out of here if they don't learn some flags here pretty soon. <laughs> We're going to fire no, you, Melina. Yeah. <laughs> Michael Feliciano was, it seemed like the class of of this area, you know, just given the way that he's been playing over the last at least six months, you know, obviously being from the Philippines, the conditions aren't going to, aren't going to affect him too much. That Jeff DeLuna match was pretty strong for him. I like him going deep, but we'll continue on here um, in the round of 32 and 64 boys. I've always heard of the Sultan of Brunei, but I don't know much about it other than that. Let me see here. Yeah. He's uh, a med sponsored player, so it's not like he's a nobody. Is he? Oh, I've never heard of that guy before. Yeah, I mean, born in 1988. Well, there you go. Wow, he's an old guy. Yeah. What? 
I'm born in 86. What are you saying about me, Mike? You're two years older than him. <laughs> Jason Shaw is making a run, boys, in a, in a major. In the in the time of year that he usually does it, no less. He beats a Vietnamese player 10-2 to start off in 64. Big, big, big matchup against Johan Chua in the round of 32. Chua coming off the win over P.S. Labudas. I got to watch a little bit of that matchup as soon as I woke up. That was pretty good showing from Jason. He was playing pretty sharp. You know, if I was Jason, I would start insulting people like in the run up to Moscone in January because when that <laughs> starts happening, short, Jason it? starts playing his best pool. It's like something inside of it. It's almost like the the spirit of a fighter, right? A boxer or something where they go to the press oh, conference and they got to take a swing at somebody yeah. and they got to act like and then it just makes them, you know, geared up to fight. And it's the same way with Jason, you know, he's, he's putting the social media out with snake, uh, you know, snake emojis talking about Federer and stuff now and going back and forth with Federer online. And it's just like, it's getting him fired up and he's playing really well. And, you know, who's to say he can't win this whole event. I think he's yeah, got, no, he's shot. definitely better with a chip on his shoulder. There's no doubt about it. <laughs> I mean, he's, we've seen him have it, you know, when he won his first U S open, we saw him have it at the international, um, so, um, you know, that he, he, he likes that. So, but that's a hard thing to maintain 12 months a year. Uh, he did right. it that one year that he was player of the year and a runaway and smoked everybody and everything. Um, uh, but you know, showed after that, 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 that's a, that's a hard pace to keep up. I mean, he was kind of having an, uh, I don't want to say Francisco type run for a good two years there, but he had a pretty good run whenever he was with Mucci right before he switched to Perry, where yeah. he was dominating a lot of events. You know, yeah. and and he yeah, was he a heavy favorite. Going, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. And so, uh, but we also talked about how the guy just seems to disappear when it comes to single elimination. You know, I know he doesn't have the best run of the ball when it comes to the draw um, in in match or majors or any major for that for that matter. Um, but this is these are two solid wins for him, and especially yeah. going into the round of sixteen, which we'll talk about in a little bit. But you know, if you're a Jason Shaw fan, you got to be really uh, optimistic just looking at what he's what he can do in this event just given what you've seen so far i think um, this was a pretty decent draw for the 64 for jason but you know as you know as these events go on it gets tougher and tougher and if he beats von larip he's up against the winner of Copigny and fetter gorst so everything well, from here Federer is versus jason matchup how epic could that be is that, is that, true? <laughs> is that what we could get we could get that oh i didn't even know that how that how be, sweet would that, that be? would be tilt city oh yeah. my god Imagine that would be worth at least salivating. two that would be worth at least two dog in it shows leading up to it i'm <laughs> getting up many, at 3 a.m to watch that if that's the, if that's the case how many sure times have we prepped for a we looked ahead of of a matchup like that. And oh, never happened. Yeah. Never. It never happened. Yeah, <laughs> Von Lerup's going to blow out Jason Shaw like 10 to 2. <laughs> well, you know, we talked and, about Von Lerup. You know, he, he's he's played pretty well this year. I saw him play in Michigan. He had a really good tournament there uh, at the Predator event there. So, you know, he he's obviously been playing fairly well. He, you know, I didn't, I, I don't know if anybody saw any of the Sky match, but um, took him apart pretty handily and then I beat Fu. You know who's uh, another veteran player. Full uh, went full and around. So. That's for sure. You know, uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm saving my best stuff, Mike. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Write your stuff, but you're overpaying them. I uh, know. No kidding. 
big win for for Van Lira for sure. You know, kind of a bit of a letdown if you're a fan of Sky because when I had someone ask me last night, you know, who do you like in in the last longer? Yeah. Um, just looking through brackets, I said well, I kind of have to like Sky's matchup because I would have liked him against. Uh, it would have been closer against Way, I feel like, than Van Lira. But I I really liked Sky in that matchup, kind yeah. of a reverse scoreline um, from what you see on there. You know, big win. Uh, for the Dutchman, following that up with an even bigger win uh, in the round of 32. He's got opportunity here. Obviously, he's not in any kind of Moscone Cup contention, um, but all it takes is a, is a couple of good runs in an event, and all of a sudden we're talking about you like you're Mark Biesterbosch, you know? Yeah. So, um, you know, that's all another, it takes, man. Another Dutchman. Yeah, big uh, event no. for him. You know, a couple big wins there. Uh, but this, this matchup right here is one. Uh, that could be a nice resume builder there for future years, Moscow, into right. consideration. Right. Let's keep on cruising along, boys. In the next round, pretty big one. I mean, you want to talk about uh, uh, an area that, that's just stacked. Copen Yi takes down Imran Majid, the guy who's just always around in 10-6. Dodong takes apart Gerson um, from Peru, 10-4. Big matchup between Cole, really box office, but kind of uh, a bit anticlimactic 10-4 win um, for Copen Yi to get through the round of 16. This yeah. is a pretty uh, tough group of eight right here. <laughs> this was a solid, this was a solid group. Of eight. Yeah. You talk about, you know, Jason maybe getting a little bit of a soft draw, but here there's not a whole lot of softness here. And Copigny and Federer Gore is probably the two favorites from the eight make it through. Uh, but they were tested in doing so a uh, little surprised at the score line with Copigny and, and Aranas. I thought that might be a little bit closer, but uh, Copigny must be playing really well. And this is fireworks here with this showdown with Federer Gorst. Yeah. Yeah. This is a big, this is a big, you know, who, who my, do you guys like in this matchup? I mean, Federer's going to have to be the favorite going yeah. into it. And well, let's say for the round of 16 talk, how about that boys? You know? Yeah. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. Big, big, uh, but big early round or early this morning wins for Federer. I woke up to it being 8-8 with Quo, um, really seasoned uh, Taiwanese player, bit of a trap game. Federer, you know, dodged that bullet, comes out with the win, a comfortable win in the round of, of 32 as well. It does it does set up the blockbuster. That's not that's going to get even juicier as this tournament progresses. But I feel like out of the class of here, the only other one that you really would have expected would have been um, Dodong coming out. Um, yeah. But it's no surprise because Kopenyi, we know the, the, the kind of run that, that he could have um, like in his engine. So uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. But pretty, pretty solid round of 16 that we're coming up with, boys. Yeah, really good. Yeah. Uh, moving along, we got uh, Bernie taking down, uh, who is it, Rhoda, 10-8. Oh, sorry, uh, Luong, 10-8. Uh, Lee Van beating Roland Garcia 10 to 6. Lee Van, man, he, that guy, he's the one that is super dangerous from the Filipinos. I mean, yeah. don't get me wrong, they all are, but Lee Van has a, a real high killer instinct. Um, it seems like when it's time for a major and, and when he starts just kind of getting a little bit of momentum, he's that guy you can see going into the finals, like we saw a couple years ago against Josh at Derby City, right? Goes into that final, a bit of an underdog, and then just demolishes filler. We know what he can do. Big win for Lee Van. I can't wait to see what he does against David. You yeah, know, these David and Lee Van, when I was looking at this bracket, they kind of remind me of the same person. They're both awesome professionals. They both get the job done. They're just steady and consistent. And I kind of like view them as very similar just from different parts of the world. 
right? Nobody really wants to play them at this stage of a tournament because they're definitely both capable of winning. They both have that killer instinct. That's going to be a great matchup in the round of 16. I want to look down at the matchup with Shane Wolford and Moritz Neuhausen and Shane gets that win 10 to five. And much like you said about Sky's match, I probably would have gone the other way in predicting yeah. that and thinking that Moritz would have kind of slid by Shane there pretty handily, especially with Shane's pretty recent form, you know, even self admitting that he was in a slump, but he seems to have broken out of that slump and that's a big win for him right there. Of course, David takes him down 10 to two in the second round, but I'm happy to see Shane make the final 32 of this event. You know, we know he traveled a long way. He's in points contention. He's one of those USA players affected by the Federgorst decision. So I think this was a good showing for him. And if we're, I know we're planning on doing a stock up stock down show. I say stock up for Shane Wolford at this point. Yeah, it's good. You know, it's a, it's a statement win for him beating Moritz because Moritz has really been kind of one of the, flavors of the day for the past month or so, <clears throat> right? So uh, everybody really high on him. And he had a, he had Moscone cup shots, you know, he had, he was, he was right in that conversation. If he, you know, has a deep run here, he could have, you know, stole that third spot, um, you know, and, and we'll get to it as we go through the rest of this list. But, you know, all those guys on that list who had a shot for team Europe, Took a dive real early. Took a dive is the really right is the right phrase. Right. Really surprising. So, yeah. um, uh, so but happy to see Shane must have played well to get through that match. Uh, I don't know if it was a letdown match against David or David just was on point, but um, you know, still a pretty good statement for Shane. I think he, you know, he well he did lock up the what would have been the fourth spot. You know, what would have been the third spot, and is now the fourth point spot. So is that good enough to? Uh, to make him a can't turn down pick for 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 Jeremy. What do you think? I think it well, definitely helps his status. Uh, he's in a lot better position after this event than before this event, in my opinion. Yeah. Mikey, mm, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, look, the win <laughs> Does over it pass the, the eye test, Mike. The win over Moritz is solid. Don't get me wrong, but look, let, let, look, let's let's not forget here. We talk about Moritz. And his upside, right? We know right. the kind of run that he had at at whatever it was, Rax in, in New York, right? And and went on a pretty good tear there. But also kind of disappeared at the US Open. Kind of a letdown here in, in Hanoi, if we're if we're being fair, you know. So good win for, for Wolford. We talked yesterday, Mike, and we said, listen, if he wins two, if he wins two matches, give the yeah. kid a jersey, right? right? Big win over Moritz, but let down over David. I think it's more of a I, I didn't get to watch the match, but uh david is that steady is that steady guy right his break can be can be pretty lethal at times and he's just he doesn't do anything flashy he just kind of gets there similar to ralph in, in a lot of uh, aspects um but is it enough i don't know i honestly don't know i still um, say i still say that, that since he locked up what would have been the third spot i think you got to give him a shot if if that's the argument which is a, a pretty fair one to have you know what i mean nobody nobody kind of stepped above him right. um in in his showing then yeah i think i think you can definitely get there for sure um and it's going to end up being a pretty good matchup between david and levan by the way but we'll talk about yeah. it's yeah we'll talk about that here uh in a little bit moving on to the next area we got kazakis man who's just taking taking people down uh takes down abdullah 10-3 
a, a win that I that I did not expect to see coming. 10-6 win over Jeff Ignacio. Jeff is a very strong and seasoned young Filipino player. Um, very dangerous, solid win if you're Alex. And he is one of the guys now, just given the way that everything kind of happened in the round of 64, where if Alex makes a run, could he have could he have uh, Moscone hopes? You never know. Yeah, you never know. Yeah, I mean, I definitely think he has Moscone hopes, but is it going to be enough? And can he get by Alvin Ocean? That's going to be the question. Uh, I like Alex. Alex just seems to be playing well, even not getting you know some of the results that maybe he was hoping for. It does seem like he's playing good matches, and maybe some unfortunate events are happening, knocking him out of tournaments. But uh, good showing so far by Alex, and I'd be curious to get your guys' thoughts when we go down the round of 16, who you like in that matchup. Yeah, well, Alex, you know, he's just so steady. He, you know, he's, he's always gets to these parts of the tournaments, and, and, you know, you start looking ahead at matchups, and you never pick his name. You know, he's just kind of, he's always there, but you're always kind of waiting him to lose the, you know, the next round. Um, but he's, you know, he's, he's a solid, solid player. I mean, consistent you know, is the right word. Just consistent, <clears throat> solid, you know, experienced. Well, uh, great nine ball player, but he's not a killer. You know, that, that's the thing with Alex. You know, you right. gotta, you gotta have some killer instinct to you to kind of take that next step. I'd love to see it because he's a, he's, he's a good guy to root for, you know, very real nice guy. Um, and he's got the world of talent. You know, he's shown flashes where he looks like he could be in that elite European class that we that we have others in. You know, um, a win over Jeff is certainly going to give you optimism. You got to follow that up with the win over Alvin, and we'll get to that here in a minute. But if you're a Kazakis fan, I mean, you got to love uh, what you've seen so far. And now you're in a good opportunity just given the way that things kind of shaped out. Um, down below, Captain America. Well, I don't know if you can even is is Shane even Captain America anymore, or is that or is Feder is Feder now? Stop it. Okay, excuse me, Lieutenant America, <laughs> SVB. <laughs> You're gonna piss off a lot of people by saying that. My <laughs> Lieutenant America, SVB takes down uh, Michael Buana in 10-6, big win. And boy, what a letdown that was against Alvin. I think he had like a seven-two lead. Seven-two, seven-two. He was off. at the table. Seven-two. Yep. He was at the table, and and. You know, let one get away, and then Alvin won a couple games. I'm like, oh, here we go, game on. And uh, Shane got to eight to five, um, but missed a couple of really critical shots down the way. Had uh, ball in hand after the break at eight to eight, and played a funny little combo. You know, that left they played a two six that left a two ball kind of in a bad spot for him, and he let you know that. Alvin made an amazing table length jump to pocket that to run out. But, you know, and then in the final rack was running out and scratched playing for the eight. So, you know, that's there is, is, was it the cloth? Was it the conditions? Was it hard to judge? Things like that. One way or another, he had opportunities and didn't get the job done. And we know it's been a really frustrating year for Shane. Uh, we've seen it in comments. We've seen it on his face. We've seen it in tournament results. Um, you know, it, you want to see him get his head straight before December, that's for sure. But right now, he's not in a really great place confidence-wise or interest-wise. Do you guys get that, feel that yeah, vibe? Yeah, I totally get that feeling. And it's frustrating for fans of the U.S., right? He's been our hope for so long in these events. And now that there's so many of these high top level events. I think we're seeing this 
so often. It just shows how high the competition is. And if you're not at the top of your game and feeling great and interested and sharp, that's going to happen to you, right? right? His his talent, his experience is going to take him to the final 64, final 32 of every single tournament. But in order to get past that mark, I mean, you really have to be sharp because every single player can play at this stage of the event. And I think we're seeing that. In years past, maybe there were five big events on the year, right. and then Shane would go up to four bears and snap that off. And he, So you're always used to seeing Shane win everything, right? Because there were enough of those other local events that didn't have like the super tough competition. But now we're not seeing him win much. And, but the competition is so high in all of these events that it's kind of a, you know, he needs to get in form. He needs to be confident. Like you said, Mike, he needs to be interested. Um, and it's kind of a letdown for him, I'm sure. And for the fans that are all like, man, you know, let's get, let's have him get a big win so that we go into the Moscone Cup feeling like, hey, Shane's back. Shane's ready. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's interesting because the first half of the match, Alvin looked the exact same way. Not interested. Not confident. Albin, frustrated Albin was, with himself. Alvin was. Alvin had one. You know, he was already on the bridge, Mike. Alvin he was. was. He had one foot. Shane, he had one foot on the edge of the bridge. Shane, Shane had him, him right. right he had him right where he wanted. Right where he yeah. wanted. After he kicks, he gets frozen on the eight ball, whatever it was. Kicks at the seven and scratches. And then some guy in the military was sitting right behind Alvin and me and Mike <laughs> sent each other a message like, "What the hell is going on over here?" Um, you know, yeah, but it's it's, listen, it's it's a grudge match and. Albin, for even you can argue he hasn't had the year that we've expected from no, him. Not at all. Don't get me wrong, and and that's that's true, and that's absolutely fair. But Albin's still a killer, right? Albin can still go and put you away if you don't put him away, you know. So um, any kind of opportunity, I feel like Albin can compartmentalize and then just kind of reshift the back into gear, you know. Especially if he gets, you know, uh, uh, a, a hair momentum. No pun intended there. Um, and <laughs> we're, not going, we're not going back to his oh, retreating to the comb over. <laughs> but, uh, but it's just Albin. Albin is still Albin, right? He's got a. He's got a. a he's very decorated. And some. I mean, look, the guy's a multiple-time world champion. He's been in world and more world championship finals over the last ten years than I think anybody, right? So we we know what he can do. Grudge match between these two. Surprised to see, to see Shane let him off the hook. Listen, yeah. Shane's going to go home. He's going to go fishing. He's going to decompress. He's going to get back in the lab, get re-motivated, re-inspired. And I feel like he's going to come back with a vengeance in the home stretch of the year. But this isn't an easy event, right? You're in a completely different area of the world. Your humidity getting to you. You're aggravated. You're the last match. You know, Shane's Shane can get annoyed too, you know? Yeah, but, I mean, I highlighted that comment from Jenny <laughs> Ann, and I think that's a, a very good observation. You know, it, it just doesn't seem as if he's as hungry now as he was at a different point in his career. And that's understandable, right? He's won everything. He's done everything. Uh, but, you know, there's just these matches that it feels like a few years ago, Shane would have found a way to win that match. Yeah. Well, he's when you're, when you're up 7-2 <laughs> in winter yeah. break, you're, you're supposed to, you know? But – Listen, it's not always going to end up the way that that it does. I mean, but to go and say, you know, maybe Shane's just uh, uh, disinterested is is completely, you know, fair to have. His face wears it. You can see it from his body language. But look, man, I can't even go to the gas station without getting jet lagged. That dude's on the other side of the world, you know, <laughs> playing in an event. I think it's, it, you know, it's pretty reasonable, I feel like, you know. 
And I don't think he's got a whole lot to prove at this point. He's already he's already locked up number three. You know, Shane Shane's doing all right for himself. You know, we'll see. Um, moving along to the, I don't think this is the last section, but close to it. Yeah, close um, to, yeah someone who didn't do himself this, any favors. This is a bit. This for me, Mike, was the letdown of letdowns in the round of sixty-four. Yeah. Mike, out of Losing everybody, just, I mean, you know, I love my Italians. Oh, Mario! With all this on the line, Mario goes down to Francisco Candela. Listen, and six. Everything set itself up for Mario, right? Yeah. Everything. The Fetter thing completely played into Mario's favor, right? Now you end up with this. With this round, you could go and and you're supposed to beat Frank, and I like Frank, great guy. Uh, watches the show, um, but you're supposed to beat Frank, and then it's supposed to set up, which is this is one of those like I can stamp you know my case for the Moscone Cup in beating Little Co in the round of 64. Complete letdown for Mario. I'm I'm super frustrated by seeing that because he had so much opportunity here to grab the the bull by the horns and he didn't. The only problem with your um, scenario there is he wasn't going to beat Little Co. Okay, Little Co is <laughs> he is on all cylinders right now. He's playing great. Look, he's he's beating people 10 to 1, 10 to 4, 10 to nothing at the US Open. Uh Little Co was going to win that match against Mario. I don't think that match was as big as you think it was because it's not like he was going to be able to accumulate enough points by winning that match and then losing the very next match to Little Co. No, he would not have. He would have had yeah. to go he would have had to go 16 or 8. He would have had to pull yeah. off probably you know, those, the upset that would have been year. a statement win. If you're saying that Mario like it, Obviously, he would have been an underdog to Little Cole, but if you're saying he can't beat him, your your head's under a rock. That when Mario is he dialed in him. and his and, and his break is where it can be, Mario is a top tier player for he sure. He can beat him. He's just not going to beat him right now in the form that Little Cole is in. He wasn't going to beat him. Joey, did you know Little Cole came from the one loss side? It's still, I'm just telling you. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. We're down to single he may elimination. Snap off the, he may snap this off is the a event, different ball game. But they know no. they don't have a life left. Little Co is not going to lose that match. And I love Mario. I think he's a great player. In fact, he's my son's favorite player. <laughs> he's he's always like, "How did Panda do? How did Panda do?" <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to tell him. Panda yeah. lost to Frank Candela, and it wasn't good. So, I called an all Austrian round of 16 in this area, and I got halfway there. Good call, uh, my man. man. My man Max. Well, let's I. That was a bit more of my heart. You know, Little Cole was the class of, of, of the area up top for sure. No yeah. one's going to argue that. We all saw the beatdown yeah. he put on Yap. We saw the finals against uh, against Federer at the U.S. Open. We saw him get in the finals of, of Qatar. You know what I mean? So um, no one's going to no one's gonna argue that. Yeah, yeah, no, it's, yeah Max, Max is a good, you know – He's he's got a chance against Little Co. I mean, you know, he's if statements we can talk about this when we get to the round of sixteen, but you're talking about you know Mario leaving some some points and some uh, favor on the table by losing to Candela. Now Max Lechner. I mean, these guys may not make it to the. I mean, Jason's got the third spot pretty much locked up unless Max wins this and Jason loses the next match or maybe I'm not even sure if that does it. But you put yourself way into the equation if you're Max by going deep here because we'll talk about, you know, who are with Jason locking up the third spot, who's in consideration for four and five. A deep run here by Max makes it serious. Yeah, and my point wasn't that Little Co is unbeatable at this stage of a tournament. But I think 
Max has a lot better chance of beating him than Mario. Uh, just with the way Max oh. is playing, uh, the track record, you know, Max has gone deep. Max went deep a couple weeks ago in the U.S. Open. Uh, so I think Max does have a shot in this match, but he is also an underdog, probably at least a two to three game underdog, I think, here against Loco. But we're not talking about that match yet. <laughs> but congrats to Max for getting deep again uh, down to the final 16. Uh, you know, beats Elliot Sanderson 10 to two, knocks off Jonas 10 to eight. Max is playing great. Mike looks like he wanted to jump on those three games taking Max. He's like, you're talking about my boy. <laughs> I, saw, I saw his eyes light up. I'm like, holy shit. He's got well, I can't believe he's talking about my boy. We, it's, 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 um, it's tough. It's real tough because, and it, and it's, um, I don't think that line is, is out of line just given, you know, what, what we've seen little Coe's gear be at lately, yeah. you know, and don't get me wrong. I, if from a betting standpoint, I think it's a lot more, um, it's a lot better for, for taking Max given that line because Max can, you know, can make a few, a few games together, uh, in, in his own right. A little Coe's a monster. Yeah, you know he's a, he clearly. he's an he's an absolute monster and he's a player where you know you better make sure you finish him because if not he's going to finish you. Yeah. Um, moving along to the uh, next area, we got Neils taking down Tyler Steyer ten seven. Uh, Aloysius taking down Oliver Villafuerte, another guy who's playing pretty good in his own right, and and Yap Yap taking down Neils in a bit of a nail biter ten to eight. We kind of we kind of got robbed of the opportunity to see what could have been with Aloysius, right? He comes off the final in the Predator event, um, you know, and is in a semifinal of the U.S. Open, gets completely steamrolled, um, and it's uh, it's you know, can we can we see if he can uh, make the best of this opportunity now because he's in a pretty good spot himself. He is in well, a good I, spot. I think he's doing great. I mean, if you look at that 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 match getting completely whitewashed at the U.S. Open, that could have had a psychological effect on him, but it's showing not to have had that effect. The guy's got a lot of confidence. He also has a lot of pressure because of the barring of the Singaporean players. So this is kind of his only way now of making money uh, outside of his federation, outside of you know the WPA, and he's once again, got to the final 16 here. He's looking pretty good. That win against Niels is a big win. We know Niels is just a tough competitor. little disappointed with Tyler losing to Niels, but, you know, that's it, just what happens at this stage of the event. But I know for the American fans, I'm just trying to put it out there the way I feel as a fan, which is great that we had, what, six Americans in the final 64, but... I just want to start getting more in the final 16, you know? Yeah, so it, it's tough to blame Tyler. He's playing his best. He's trying his best. He lose to, uh, you know, future hall of famer, Niels fine. You know, what do you do? And then you look down to the bottom part of the bracket and Oscar gets his win in the 64. And then he comes up short against Kyle, uh, fabulous player there from the Philippines. Uh, but we just, I want to see those American flags progressing throughout the bracket and we're just not seeing it. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, I mean, you know, for for Tyler, I don't think there's any any shame losing to Niels with that scoreline anymore. There's any shame losing to Kyle if you're if you're Oscar, right? We 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 know that Tyler's had Niels' number over the last few years, you know, and I don't think it really changes. At least for me personally, it doesn't really change my thoughts on where Tyler is, you know, in the American Moscone Cup pecking order. Um, obviously, you would have liked to see him 
take that next step um, and see what he could have done against yeah. Yap. But, you know, look. Well, I, I saw some of his posts, and I don't think he was, you know, and Raymond even brings up, he, he wasn't feeling good. He wasn't in great health over there. Um, so I, I think Sky a little bit the same thing. A lot of those guys came out of the U.S. Open sick. European players, uh, a lot of a lot of the players who were at the U.S. Open came out there not doing well, and that's why I kind of give Moritz a little bit of a mulligan here because uh, he well, or I give him mulligan at U.S. Open. He was sick. You know, oh, of course, visible. we saw him there holding holding yeah. the cup of tea and trying yeah, to yeah, up the, and freezing yeah. yeah. cold with his cup. He yeah. almost yeah. got there against Mark. You know, he yeah. still so, almost almost beats yeah. Mark. So, um, so I'll give him a cut him a little bit of slack on on if they're not feeling one hundred percent, but. Um, would have liked to have seen him beat Niels, but there's no there's no great loss in beating Niels. Man, I don't uh, know, man. And then Niels my, my, had his shot against Yap and and missed an eight at nine to eight that was about a six inches from the packet. Really wild. You, you lived in Chicago for forever, Mike. You know the Jordan flu game. I mean, come on, man. I get the being sick <laughs> argument, but you know what I mean. Champions dig deep, Mike. Champions find another, find they a do. way. Yeah. You know. Um, but no, all jokes hey, aside. You know, Tyler, I love Tyler. He reached out to me when I was having, having my health issues, recommended some some diet and, and other tips for my health and things like that. So, you know, the guy, I'm sure he's on like a low-carb diet. He's out there in the, the Far East where, you know, the staple was rice and stuff like that. Who knows? This is all stuff that players need to get used to now that this has become a global tour. Right. They're going to be in Asia. They're going to be in the United States. They're going to be in Europe. It's going to be all over the place. And I think we're going to see more of these players fighting illness and having to rise and overcome. It's it's not easy. It's going to be tough. No, true. Well, kudos to, to Kyle for a great run down there at the bottom. I'm really, really looking forward to uh, this matchup against yeah. uh, Yap in the round of 16. That's a good one. It's a really good one. It's a really good one. We're going to transition over to the round of 16, boys. Starting up top, we got FSR versus Sanjin from uh, Bosnia. Who do you like in this matchup and why? I'll tell you what. Who do you like? I'm writing these down because we always make these picks, and at the end of the day, you pick like the two that you got right, Melina, and tell us how stupid <laughs> we are. But look, I, look, I'm look, actually who making – the one – look, let me tell you something. Who was the one that picked Dang when neither one of you donkeys could even spell Dang? To win, <laughs> to win the Spanish Open, huh? Dang, you in, went there? In, in, enlighten me. Enlighten me for that uh, pick. Every yeah. once in a while you pick a one. Yeah, he's going to live off that one for the next 10 years. Listen, I'm, I should have just I, I should have just left the shot up, right? Let, left the Jordan up and then just walked away. Never came back to do another show again. But you're hey, I want to you see Melina, impress me. Do it Dominic Dunn style and either say I want the left or I want the right. Which one you want? <laughs> no, here we go. All right, FSR versus Sanjin. Who do you got, I'm boys? All day. I think we're all going FSR in this one. Is that right? I'll yeah, go Sanjin. Go. You're, You're going, going Sanjin, Mike? Yep. Wow. Put me you want double Sanjin. Down? You want okay, to double down gotta... on your dinner, big boy? Is that what you want to do? <laughs> what, huh? you want dessert too now or what? Of course, yeah. No, right. This is you got the soup and the sandwich. This is the meal, right? This is the meal. So <laughs> I'm going ban you on you. No, I mean, look, we we saw the scoreline with Francisco coming off a big win over Carlo, following that up with the unbelievable uh, performance over Ralph. Um, I don't expect any letdown here. I want to see the guy get back to that killer instinct kind of mode that he can do. Uh, and I'm really looking forward to this matchup in the round of, of 16 as well. Down below, we got Feliciano, who I'm assuming we're going to take against uh, Ahmad. Uh, I don't know if any of you boys want to take a flyer, but I know I'm not. 
Well, no, I mean, I'm actually rooting for Feliciano with the event that he just had and, you know, love seeing new young Filipino players kind of pop yeah. on the scene, at least new to us, right? I'm sure that the Asian contingent knows him quite better, uh, but I want to see him win and I want to see a nice match up there in, this, in that next round too. So I'm going with Michael. No, without a doubt. Um, yeah, I like him in that matchup as well. Um, and I, and I want to especially see that showdown of Feliciano versus Francisco. That's that's one in the round of eight that I'm looking. We're all three to going with Michael. Yeah, 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 for we're, sure. We're, so we should say where we're going in round of eight then too, because all those matches will be done by the time we get back on tomorrow too, right? Okay, yeah. so then who would you like between FSR? Or I guess in our case, FSR and Feliciano. In Mike's case, Feliciano versus Sanjin. I'm taking Feliciano to get through to the final eight, no matter what. You know, well, that's interesting down because down to four, Mike, down to four, 16 to eight to four. To eight to four. Yeah, to four. <laughs> okay. That's that's interesting because I'm also going to take Feliciano with the upset over yeah. FSR. Hey, man, y'all can't, we can't we're, keep on doing this. We're all picking the same thing, right? So um, just you looking know you want to take the chalk anyway, Mike. No, I wanted, I was going to take Feliciano as well to go to get through the round of four in that section. Yeah, I like him in that spot. But for the sake of argument, I'll take Francisco. We'll be the other side this time. Um, in the next area, we got Jason Shaw over Jan van Lierup, Mike's boy. So we know Mike's going to take the the Dutchman. I'm taking the guy from the UK. And then we got the big one um, after that, Copigny versus Federgore. You Joe can't Rook, speak you like? for Mike. You can't speak yeah. for Pinozo. Well, somebody's got me Mike's taking going completely off. Mike's taking, Mike's taking Van Lierup for sure. He's been high on Van Lierup for the last uh I don't believe it. Minutes. Pinoza, what do you got? I got Jason Shaw. Are you kidding me? I knew it, of course. And that's so funny how Melina tried to just completely rig the whole system and said, well, yeah, Pinoza's that's got. That's how he got the dinner, too. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah I got Shaw as well winning that one. Uh, I think that'd be quite an upset for Von Lerup to get past Jason Shaw. Uh, next one, Copigny and Fettergorst. The big matchup. Who do you got, Pinoza? <clears throat> This is Mike's taking the adopted son for I'm sure. Another oh, epic yeah, battle yeah, between I'm the Taiwanese player and the American. I'm waving the flag. I'm waving the flag. We taking flag? better the American flag. The white one. <laughs> the white. One. <laughs> I don't blame you. I don't blame you after after picking Van Lier up. I don't blame you. No, I'm kidding. No, I, I'm taking Feder in that. Okay, Feder. Melina, Fetter, what do you got? If, if Feder beats Cole, Feder's beating Jason. I can tell you that. You know, because uh, I, I like – listen, Jason's playing good right now, but Fetter's playing on another level. You know, right in that class of, of Ping Chung, um, that's how Fetter's winning. I think that, you know, if if anything was a trap game, it was that round of 64 for him. He dodged that bullet. I expect him to go on a run. I like him in the next two rounds getting through the final four. I'm predicting a little bit of a letdown here. I'm going with Ping Yi, and I'm also taking Ping Yi to win that. So you got Fetter advancing, Mike? I do, yeah. I have over Shaw, and who do you have between Shaw and Fetter Penoso? Um, I have Fetter. Okay, but that's you know you talk about Shaw, how well he plays with a chip on his shoulder. Don't try that to hedge, be, Mike. Don't, don't try know, to hedge. I'm, I'm just looking, you know, look you know at how hard year, it is. Last year at the international, when Fetter ran through Team Europe in the that, and then ran into Jason at the end of the nine ball event, um, you know, Jason got the better of him. So. 
you know, you know that that's uh, ah, that there's going to be a lot of hostility in that match. I'll Mike's leaning on stats here. Mike's going on recent history. I like it, Mike. Finally, do, do you know how hard it is to win two events like this back to back? So while Federer is in good form and he, I'm sure he's one of the favorite picks to do this. I, I see something weird happening and him not advancing. I don't know if it's going to be against Copenhagen. I think it is, but uh, it's going to be really hard for him to win this event after winning the previous one. All right, we'll see. In the next round of uh, eight players up top, we got Lee Van versus David, Kazakis versus Albin. Mike, who do you got? I got Lee Van over David, and I have Alex over Albin, and I have Lee Van over Alex. Nice, nice. Joe? Okay, I'm going a different route. I like David because I always bet against David. Wow. I always count David out. Wow. I always say that David's going to lose this round. David's going to win this round. I got David. I got David against Albin, and I got David advancing. I'm going the other way. I'm taking the I'm taking the Filipino. I'm taking the Slayer. I'm taking Lee Van over David in a real close matchup, something like 10-8. It'll be, it'll be nip and tuck. It'll be back and forth because they're both amazing players. And both playing great white right now. Um, in the next round, I like. Uh, you know what? If Albin can dodge a bullet against Shane, I'm gonna expect him to follow that up over Kazakis. I'm taking Lee Van and Kazakis in the round of eight, and I'm well, sticking with the wait, Filipinos. You, just, you picked the opposite of what you said, right? No, no, no. <laughs> I said no, no, no. I said if Albin can dodge a bullet against Shane, I'm liking him to take to beat Alex. Is what I'm saying. Right, and then you okay. said you said I'll take Alex. Lee Van against oh, Alex. Yeah, oh, I'm sorry. I, okay, I didn't, I didn't mean that. I'll okay. take Albin no. over Alex. We're talking uh, about hedging, holy crap! Oh yeah, right there. I'm arguing one way, and I, I'm listen. This is what I'm doing. I'm you guys never gonna know where I'm gonna do. I'm I'm coming all kinds of ways. At Who you, you got, Lee Van uh, or Albin? I'm taking the Filipino. I am. I'm I'm taking the Filipino to make it through the round of four. Lee Van Corteza in that section. We could have player. three out of four quarter finalists from the Philippines. Well, they kind of all fell off the map after having 17 and 64, and then we're only left with one, two, three, and 16. So, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm hoping we get some through to the final four for sure. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, in that bottom area, Ko Ping Chung against Max Lechner. Joey, I know you're picking Little Ko. I know you're picking Little Ko. You don't even got to tell me. Your smile, your face <laughs> says, I'm picking Little Ko. I, I feel it in your, in all your right, soul, I'll take my Lil man. Ko. Mike, I'll go Max and Yap, and I'll take Yap to the final four. What? Wow, wow, wow. wow. Strong. Uh, I don't know, man. This area is tough. I mean, these are – I can make an argument for either one of these four players. Um, I think the chalk pick would probably be Yap and Little Cole, which I would love to see that rematch and then maybe see Yap give it to Little Cole the way that he had to take it at the U.S. Open, but of course it never works out the way that we hope. No, it doesn't. I'm That's why I'm picking this way because then the odds are my picks won't come through and we'll get the matches we really wanted. <laughs> oh, here we go. He's no, using reverse psychology against against the pool gods. I like it. It's a um, good thing you don't sports bet, Mike. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm taking Max Lechner over Little Co. I'm taking Kyle Almorado against Yap. I'm taking Max over Kyle to make a run at the Moscow Wine Cup. That's what I'm. That's my heart. My heart. My head tells me Little Co is coming out of there, though. So. I got Little Co against Kyle, and I got Kyle with the upset. Atta boy. There you go. All right. Well, go give me. Or go home. 
Give me, don't give me your final four. Obviously, we know your final four. Give me your eight. Give me your, or sorry, give me your winner. Not your eight. Give me your your winner from here. That's a big stretch. Give me your eight. No, give me your winner. Yeah. yeah give me <laughs> I'm going all Filipino final. Michael Feliciano against Kyle Amarado. 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 I like yep. it. some kind of. It's going to be a complete kind of shocker, there. but it's going to be very Asian, and it's going to happen. Mike? I suppose I got to take someone I picked to reach the final four. It's the Hanoi Open. We're in Asia. Home field advantage. By the way, no more no more Vietnamese players. I just realized. Yeah, and no, I was looking at that. That was really disappointing because yeah. I was hoping just for hometown crowd, for just you know enthusiasm around arena or whatever, we'd, yeah. get, a, we'd get a couple of uh, – Vietnamese players into that final 16. Um, win it all. Win it all. Win it all. Lee Van. It's a live show, boys. Lee Van? Yep. <laughs> did you even pick Lee Van coming out of that area? Yes. Joey? Yeah, he did. did. He confirm? He did? He had Lee Van over Alex. Okay. All right. Lee Van over Damn. Alex. Which you had <laughs> Lee Van over Alex, but you had Alex losing to Alvin. So. Yeah. I want to. Yeah, I want to see. I want to see Mike go like against one of his picks right now. Go ahead, give me your. Give me I'm your going the, the trickery on you. I'm taking Ahmad uh, to win it all. <laughs> no, look, I'm I'm taking a Feder versus Kyle Amarado final with the young Filipino superstar becoming a world superstar. Kyle Amarado for, for the win is is who I'm picking. That kid seems poised. He seems like he's tough as nails. He's got a game to back <laughs> it up, and he's got and he's got all the tools. Give me Kyle. I knew you win. were gonna do this because you just picks Ma- you just pick Max Lechner Max, to, to beat, beat Kyle. Kyle. <laughs> you didn't even pick I'm, Kyle in the final four. Hey, I'm using my head this time instead of my heart. Is what I'm. I'm, I'm did we I'm name going all kinds of way? Did we name this show correctly or what? This is the dog in his show, folks. We dog yeah. it every single time, and Melina just dogged it as bad. I'm not taking notes over here like you, uh, Ryan. I'm over here just looking at the head. Like, I told you, that pick down below was with my heart. I was picking it with my heart because I'm hoping Max wins. But listen, man, those other three guys are brutal. Coping Chunk is brutal. A Yap is brutal. Yeah, no, that's a tough – that's the, that's the killer force right there. You know? The, I mean – the only guy, listen, the only guy on earth that you would want to be in that spot and maybe you kind of have some hope is Federer going up against those four dudes, you know, yeah. because Federer is that kind of guy right now. But, I mean, that that area is unbelievable. This whole 16 is unbelievable, really. You take out the one guy that we yeah, really right. haven't heard of, Tafik, which obviously he can play, and there's no it's easy pretty solid, yeah. pretty spot. Solid. No easy yeah. spot at all. So, no, not at all. <laughs> No, well, that was a lot way. of fun. <clears throat> Shout out to all to of our sponsors you guys see all around here. We appreciate all you guys for supporting the show. We appreciate all of you guys for tuning in as well. Uh, it's going to be a fun show. We'll try to go live. Joey, are we going live tonight? You're supposed to go live uh, So I am. Nothing to talk about between now and I had to. I switched my flight. Stock up, stock down type deal. Yeah, I, I switched my flight, so I won't be into San Diego until like 930 tonight. So maybe Probably tomorrow morning. Free. Tomorrow yeah. morning. Shocking. All right. We'll go. What we'll about, do a uh, what's that, Mike? No, no, no. I was just saying, what do you guys think? And I don't want to start another 20 minute conversation, <laughs> but we keep talking about USA players and how it stacked up for Moscone Cup. How do you think this is starting to play out now that Jason, we always thought Jason was a lock for the wild card pick, right? Well, now he took the point spot. So now you got two true wild cards that you're going to be picking. You don't have the lock cinch in Jason. He's already off the board. 
the talk, you know, there's all sorts of talk about whether Filler's going to get a shot or not, whether he's, you know, uninvited or or not. If he, uh, speculation, if he's not on the team, what those two wildcard spots is, are wide freaking wide open, open, right? Wide open. Wide open. And, there, and there's still names on this list that can make a push for it, right? Max, uh, for sure, can make a push at it. Alvin? Alvin could make a push at it if he went real deep. Kazakis? Uh, yeah. So one of these guys gets to the final or wins this event? I mean, they even, have to be. Yeah, for sure. Even if Josh is a pick, who are you picking for that fifth? Because that's still a big question mark. Yeah. You know, either yeah. which way you look at it. Look, I, the, the philosophy on the European team has always been – no rookie is going to get a wild card, right? That's always been the case for the last however many years, right? right? Can we see something different this year? I don't know. I would like, I wish, I wish we would have gotten the chance to see Kachi play at this event. The fact yes, that we, 100%. the fact that we didn't, changes the game completely for me, you know. And and though, listen, Ralph will never say I'm going to be watching the World Eight Ball to see how the kids playing right now, but he may be watching the World Eight Ball to see how the kids playing right now. You know, yeah. because you want to see, you know how Kaji started the year. You're giving a lot of weight and credit to that. And he's still, even with missing whatever it is, four months now, however long it's been, he's still right there around that, that same uh, money range for a lot of these players. Um, so are you giving that a lot of credit? I would. I mean, I would at least. I definitely got to see how he's playing. I definitely got to see how did, he's playing. Did Kachi really have travel troubles? I don't know. There was yeah. photos of him at the airport. No, Joe, plane. you went to the airport and got through security just for a photo op, Joe. Or did somebody turn up the heat from the federations and he, oh, I, he, I made, it, Kachi, he made an executive decision? Kachi, march, Kachi marches to Kachi's drummer. Nobody in Europe marches to his own drummer more than Kachi does. Nobody tells snap, him. He'll snap you in two, going. Joe. You don't want that. I know. I know. I'm always doing something to piss him off, too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He will snap you in two. Why don't two. I pick no, on, I'm like, I'm sure has been hitting balls every day, but, you know, if, I, if, if he makes a team, I know what I'm doing. Okay, let's left, say. With his left arm that he said looks like a road map right now, <laughs> I, I'm setting him up for jump shots every chance I get. <laughs> Listen, there's a lot of question marks for the fifth on both teams because I don't yes. think anybody stole any kind of spot. And I don't think that this event really separated anyone one way or the other well, for either think, team when I it comes to not over yet. Max makes a deep run, I think he'd have a really good argument for yes. number five. Really good argument. But we know he's in he's in the the worst spot you could possibly be in out of the entire Which is season. why if he makes it if he gets to the final, even if he doesn't yeah. win it, if he gets to the final, I mean how can you turn the guy down? After what he did last year and then at the end of the year and got left off and now he does the same thing this year at the end of the year, I don't think you leave him off. If Josh makes the team, you're picking Max then to be the number five. No, if he goes deeper, if he goes if he deeper, goes deep. okay. if he comes through okay. that that group of of four that he's in right now, and he's the last man standing out of those four. Hell yes. Who? What? Okay. What about if he doesn't? Who are you picking as your number five? I, you know, no clue. No, I'd have to really think, look it over. You know, I you think know? when Ralph sits down and takes a look at things, let's say the Europeans all you know lose their first match here or their second match, right? So nobody makes the final or, or goes super deep, which I think is possible that that could happen. Yeah. Um, if you're Ralph, I think you take a look at a lot of things. And one of those things is like a guy like Albin. Albin's got the experience. He's played in the event. He's 
a consummate professional. You know he's going to prepare. You know he's going to be ready. He's not in top form, or at least we haven't seen him in top form this year. But he's certainly capable of getting you points at the Moscone Cup. We all know that. So I, I would think that Albin would be a pretty natural potential selection for him. I mean, he, listen, there's a lot of guys he could rationalize. A lot of guys he could, he could rationalize a couple of guys who would be rookies. He could rationalize guys who've been on the team, whether no it's rookie. Kazakis, whether it's. I can't see a lot. rookie, Mike. You don't see I mean, Max, the Max only, Lechner goes to the finals of this event. That's the only way I could see it, right? I think they have to play their way in, essentially. Yeah. You know, and now it's wide open with, with Alexa going bye bye with Mario Maritz. right there. I think Alexa's yeah. off the board for me. Yeah. Yeah. Mar- Alexa, yeah. Alexa Maritz. Alexa Maritz, 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 I think they're off the me. board. Yeah. Um, Mario, big disappointment, man. It, it's hard to, you know, um, I don't, I wouldn't say he's off the board, but yeah, he didn't do himself any favors. Joey yeah. makes a good point when it comes to Albin. I have not been impressed with Albin's game. I feel like at big spots in big, like he's good enough to get into like the eights and the maybe the fours, 16 ranges, right? But he just finds a way like that. That four or five ball, whatever it is that he dogged off to Shane earlier, that Shane let him off the hook with that scratch at the end, right? That's what right. Albin has been doing lately. He did the same thing to Carlo when he was having a run out in, I think it was China, dogged off a ball that he had no business missing, right? And so I just, for me, I ain't been that impressed with this game, but I think just given his legendary December status at the Moscone Cup and given the fact that nobody else has separated himself, yep. I'd probably go with Albin. I think that's, that's what got Albin on the team last year, and he didn't. He didn't you know, dazzle me last year. No, but you don't. You just need him for leadership and for stability, right? Yes. That's all you're going to need him for, right? Just to kind of don't, you know, don't dog it off too bad. Yeah, I mean, and and I think in in some ways, sitting here as kind of pundits looking at this, we're we're way overly critical. Like Mike's like, yeah, I mean, he hasn't done much. He's gotten to eights and sixteens. <laughs> like we just showed that how difficult it is to get to a final sixteen or a final eight in this type of event. Players like Shane Van Boning are struggling to get there. So, I mean, his not in top form is still better than. Most of the Americans, if not all. Well, because yeah, that puts well, him no, in no, line, that puts I'm, him in I'm line talking about versus other Europeans. Europeans. Yeah. yeah, I'm talking about other Europeans, though. Yeah. And yeah, with yeah, Albin, yeah. Albin's in that, like, Josh, Shane, like, top A1 kind of – that's how we judge his his uh, accomplishments by. It just is because he's a well-decorated player. You know, he's won majors. He's won a bunch of championships. So, um, yeah, I, I think that's completely fair to have that discussion about it. But even then, like, I would still right now – Take him over Max, like I said, unless Max goes on a run, you know. But Mario was the biggest. Mario was just completely broke my heart, man. I really wanted to see that yeah. guy make the team. Yep. I did, you know, and, and earn his way on there. But either way. How about, hey, how about this? How about this? Last thing. Sanjin's still alive. Sanjin makes it to the final. Could he Mike. be considered? No. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I mean, if, if, they're, if they have two wild cards to pick – it's possible if they have one, no. I don't think there's any way you throw him out there right now. What about if he wins it? Can, we'll see you next year at the Moscone Cup, kid, but not this no, year. You can't. There's <laughs> no way he wins this and doesn't get picked for one. You think there. so? If he yeah. wins, 
Yeah. Who's it going to take someone like Max hasn't won a tournament? You can take someone like Mario hasn't won a tournament. You can so you would take, you would take a, a Sanjin going on, on a one-tournament run versus Albin and all of his veteran status is what you're saying, all of his accomplishments in the Moscone Cup. Yes. I would take a guy who won a major tournament a month before Moscone Cup. Yes, I would take him. I think I think that I think you earn a spot when you win a major tournament during the course of the year, and all these other guys haven't won one. I don't care what they did last Are year. Are you even considering ago, Hanoi a major? I don't even think I've gotten the official release from Ponozo Enterprises. <laughs> <laughs> the Figures Digest press release on yeah, yeah, that's I the think, official like that's how you're I judged think on, the, on major I think categories. The natural, I, you know, I would put, you know, for for where I how I stack people up, all the matchroom primary events. To me, would be in the same. They're all they're they're cooking. They're they're all template. They're the same. They're the same event. You know, I think the European the Open, the UK Open. I you know, I'm just giving you a hard time. Of course, in the future, I think there. I think there needs. You know how, like in baseball, for years it was batting average, ERA, the same stats. Right now, they have all these new advanced statistics yeah. to evaluate players. Wins against and I, replacement. My favorite. I really think that there needs to be. <laughs> some some thought process given as to who's chosen and not just they want a major because winning getting points in a Moscone Cup is so much different than winning a big event right from start to finish it's like completely different a race to five alternate break compared to I, races it's about a team like races to 10 or 11 much. it's about making the best team I don't know how you can say I'm putting Sanjin in and he's making the team better. I just I can't see it. And and I'm not saying it to be ugly to the kid, just not yet. It's not your time yet. Unless you you know you would have to do a lot more and show a lot more, even just marginal consistency over the year, you know. But I so if, do, if you do if if filler is on the team, you got no room for a rookie. I'd probably still take it would, for yeah, me. So probably that, between, I mean, I want to see, be, I wanna see new people. Alvin. I want to see new people. Get on the team because I want to see new faces. I want to see new people. Well, I think you're going to get there. I don't think, I don't think Josh is going to get there. I don't think Josh is going to be there. Personally, I don't. I don't think Josh is going to. So I think you're going to be a fourth. Yeah, Melina's dead set that Josh will not be there. I, I'm kind of – I agree with him, but, you know, we're not being told that. And, and let me tell you this. I think European players, you know, who are on the team, like a Jason, who's very vocal, okay, if Federgorst was still on Team Europe, He'd take anybody as his fifth, fourth and fifth, right? Better course is on Team USA. All of a sudden, Team USA is trotting out Shane, Sky, and Fetter, one, two, three. Oh, they ain't stealing anymore. All of a sudden, yeah. They ain't stealing. All of a sudden, Jason, I think Jason becomes a big Josh Filler fan real quick. Thanks, everybody, for tuning Good in. Point. We'll see you guys later. And uh, – 